Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby joins us now and Jared Daffy. How are you guys? Good, Steve. Morning yeah, to welcome, you. Steve. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Jared. Chris, no doubt you're keen to ask Jared about what's been supported. This is a wonderful program in New Zealand tonight, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The Auckland Cup is the feature. So that comes through as race eight tonight, Queensland time, 6.54. So we're about seven hours away from that race. The favourite, a very short, uh, self-assured at $1.35. Favourite over his stable mate, Spankham, $6. A little bit of a watch in this race, Steve, just for a viewpoint for the, uh, the Tab Constellations here in Brisbane. A couple of horses that have been touted as possible contenders. South Coast Arden, he's a $21 chance, and AG's White Sox, a $13 chance in that race tonight. There has been a little bit of uh, dialogue between connections and officials here in the state. So just keep an eye out on those runners tonight, but it is expected that self-assured will dominate this race. Natalie Rasmussen takes over, replacing the suspended Mark Purden. So uh, first time she sat behind self-assured under race conditions, but colours are clearly with it by the look of the jury. Mm. They certainly are. They've taken the easy way out here. Uh, it's uh, There's plenty of depth in this field, but uh, I guess they all know self-assured. He opened at 140 and quickly got into 135, has remained that way since. One of the two that you mentioned there, Chris, there's been a sprinkling of interest in AG's White Sox uh, at the $13 mark, but most are happy to be with self-assured, $1.35. It's interesting, Steve, with that race. Another horse that I thought might profile well for a campaign here during our carnival is better twist. This is the star filly. She came to Australia last season as a three-year-old where she took on ladies in red. Uh, she's been a wonderful uh, performer throughout her career. She's the half-sister to the recently retired King of Swing. I thought Connections just might have toyed with the idea of coming to Queensland and following the same program that Amazing Dream went through last year. She could come here, contest the Rising Sun, back up the following week in the Group 1 Golden Girl, and then obviously the Blacks are fake. Amazing Dream won two of those three races last year, and then she ended up uh, going to North America. But as we mentioned earlier in the week, Mark Burton, Natalie, uh, Natalie Rasmus and Hayden Cullen, the All-Stars operation, unlikely to head our way. And AG's White Sox, if he comes, it looks like he'll go under the care of Luke and Belinda McCarthy. And we know they're in town because they've got mm. a really strong hand tomorrow night. And just a quick one, there's a very, very good three-year-old in New Zealand that could also be headed to the uh, McCarthy stable. It'll be interesting to see if he comes to Queensland for a race like the Queensland Derby. So I'll keep following that story, but there has been some whispers about this yeah. week. Chris, just with AG's White Sox, it was ringing bells with me, and I just realised it was the horse that uh, the rainsman uh, Ricky May had a heart attack when he was driving that horse a couple of years ago. That's the one. That's the one. We've seen him here in Australia before. He's a Ballarat Cup winner, so he's a high-quality horse, but you're 100% right. That was the horse where legendary driver Ricky May suffered that heart attack a few years ago now. Some of the Otago Cup or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the on the South Island in one of those uh, features. Mm. It may have been a, a grass track. I'm not 100% sure, but um, it's definitely the horse. The other feature tonight, Steve, is the Group 1 Row Cup. And like Self Assure, we've got a short price favourite here in Sunday Sun. He's a dollar twenty-five, and it's a two-horse race according to the market. Uh, Bolt for Brilliance three seventy, but Sunday Sun. He's the best trotter in this part of the world, Jared, and uh, he's expected to claim another Group 1 feature tonight. He certainly is, Chris. Dollar uh, twenty-five, as you said. Uh, Bolt for Brilliance. 
the only other one in the market, three dollars seven, is basically write your own ticket. Anything else, and the there hasn't been any movement in the in the fixed odds in regards to that favourite. But naturally enough, being a dollar twenty-five pop, uh, there's good multi money going through him today. Okay. Uh, so that's race number seven at 6.24. And the other race for Queensland uh, to just keep an eye out on is Simply Sam. We spoke with Ray uh, Green uh, during the week on Wednesday. In fact, Steve, he's contemplating a Queensland derby mission with Simply Sam. So he goes around in the last race at 7.49. He's not the favourite. The favourite is the All-Stars Philly Queen of Diamonds, who was surprisingly beaten last week. She's at 2.10. Simply Sam at 2.25. So we'll keep an eye out on that race as well tonight. So there's a bit happening in New Zealand, in Auckland, and uh, there's certainly some ramifications possibly for the tab constellations here. Jared, let's focus on tomorrow night's action. We've got some great cards coming through right along the East Coast, Albion Park, Menangle and Melton. We'll go straight to Menangle firstly, and they've got a Group 1 feature, and it's the tab regional state final. Last week, we saw all those regional finals take place, and now they all come together at Menangle tomorrow night. And the favourite is Let's Get Rockin', 210, favourite over rock and roll runner at 290, and then we're going to Far Out Bro 550, Lyrical Genius 750, he's dusty, $8.50. Can you give us a lead here? I certainly can. They jumped out of trees to back this when the market went up. Rock and roll runner, barrier two, opened at 650, uh, several moves, has it into $2.90. Whilst that's been going on, the favourite did open at a dollar eighty. Let's get rocking. It's out to two ten, and obviously all of the others in the market have drifted alarmingly. Lyrical Genius five out to seven fifty, Far Out Bro three eighty out to five fifty. But from from that suitable barrier draw, it's the only one they want. Rock and Roll Runner. Okay, so a really good push there. She won the Riverina uh, regional final last week for David Kennedy and Jackson Poding, and they've uh, doubled down for the big one tomorrow night. Race number six tomorrow night, Jared, is the open class race, and there may be some uh, interest here as far as Queensland is concerned. Alger Orlando, 3.50. He runs favourite over Firefox at 4.20. 5.50 for Wild West. He's a last-up Group 1 WA Pacing Cup winner. First up for the McCarthy's tomorrow night. Zeus Bromack, who's Brisbane-bound, 6.50. 7.50, Lurham Lake. Any sort of move here? Not for the favourites. Uh, the two that head the market, uh, Firefox 370 out to 420, and Altor Orlando has been 330 out to 350. So not big moves outwards, but uh, certainly no early support. Uh, Lurham Lake has been 6 out to 750. The one that they have backed, uh, and uh, it's been a decent move at a price, is number five. He's chiming now. It opened at $19. It's into $10 now, so it's basically halved its opening quote. He's chiming. Uh, the others have sort of held their place or just gone out a roll or two. But uh, it's a pretty competitive race when you look down the field. But it's the one at a price. He's chiming. OK, so he's chiming. He was able to score first up for Jason Grimson last week. So that's Menangle tomorrow night. Melton, they've got a huge program tomorrow night. 11 races coming through uh, coming through, and a couple of features. Race number four, the Tab Sapling Stakes. The odds-on favourite here, Major Celebrity, $1.55. $5 each of two, Little Louie, and will he reign? Is there any movement early in this race? We didn't do much when the market first went up. I think it went up Wednesday afternoon, but uh, just in the latter part of last night, we started to see uh, some sort of interest in the favourite here, Major Celebrity. It was 165 at one stage yesterday. It's into 155, so the signs are there that 
uh, it'll be around about that mark and maybe even a little bit shorter come tomorrow night. The two behind it in the market, Little Louie and Willie Rain. It's been a spattering of interest for both uh, at $5, but money clearly with the favourite there. Okay, that's Emma Stewart, and she's got the other favourites in the other feature coming through tomorrow night. Race number eight for the three-year-old fillies here. Soho Historia, $2. Uh, we've got $4 about Heavenly Sign, so they're both from the Stewart stable. Five fifty, Relentless Me. Uh, then we're looking at $9 for Joe and Joe, and then we're at the $13, Our Little Jet and Elegant. Where's the money going here? Well, make of this what you will. Uh, the the two Emma Stewart runners at the head of the proceedings here, Soho uh, Historia, two fifteen into two dollars. But the other one, Heavenly Sign, um, it's been a big move. It's it's basically a third of what it opened at. It's nine dollars. It's now four dollars. So a- outside of that, everything else has drifted. But just if you wanted to uh, nail it down, which one's been the best backed? It would be number three, Heavenly Sign, nine into four. Okay, so heavenly sign finding good support there. Albion Park tomorrow night, huge program, hey Chris, great Chris, program. Yep. Can I just go back to race one at Melton because this one's got an honourable mention uh, for me anyway. Number six, uh, Le Captain. Now, it opened at uh, three dollars seventy. There's it's sort of an each or two now. Drain the swamp uh, for the Stanley Stable and also. Le Captain two dollars thirty each at two, but Le Captain three seventy into two thirty. So just jot that one down as well. Okay, we might put that one in the multi a little bit later. Albion Park tomorrow night, great program tomorrow night. We'll talk more about that in just a moment with K Butt from from the club. But the feature there is race number four, and this is a lead up to next week's feature, the Flashing Red. So a couple of stand start features just around the corner, the Flashing Red next week. And then we've got the Ripley Cup, now worth $100,000. So a lot of these horses trying to solidify their spot in these upcoming features. So there's plenty at stake. Uh, let's catch me if you can, 81. The Mustang, Make Mine Memphis, 550 each of two. Got to shop early, 81. What's up, Sunshine, 31. Mr. Freeze, 41. Canina Problema, 41. It Ain't the Money, 41. Colt, 31, 650. Aphorism, 17. Caviar Star, 650. First up for the McCarthy's, a previous Fremantle Cup winner. LL Cool J, 650. Black Sedan, 650. Max Shard, 750. This is wide open. 550 each of two. The Bathurst trained the Mustang, and he's stable to make, make mine Memphis. They're at the top of the board. Give us a lead here, Jared. We're desperate. You never, ever see a harness race at $5.50 the field. Obviously, the stand has got a fair bit to do with this, but Pundasink Colt 31 can bounce back here, Steve. It was... Uh, sorry, and Chris. It was $12 into $8 within a few hours of putting the market up. Uh, and then the $8 disappeared yesterday into six fifty now, so actually pushing for favouritism. And the other one that there's been a sneaky little go big odds is number 10, Aphorism. Now, it's halved. It was 34. It's into 17. Most of those other ones in the market are sort of as they were or might, might have gone out 50 cents or a dollar. But as I said, wide, wide open. Uh, but Colt 31, 12 into 6.50, number 9. And 10, Aphorism, 34 into 17. Okay, so some moves there at good prices for two quality horses. So that's race number four coming through from Albion Park tomorrow night. Time now to build a multi, Jared. I've already got two horses written down. Uh, rock and Roll Runner and Le Captain. Rock and Roll Runner and Le Captain. You're right. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to add uh, two to that. At Melton, uh, race four, number two, 
majority celebrity, 165 into 155. And the other one also from Melton, race eight, number three, Heavenly Sign, $9 into $4. So the $4 will uh, throw a bit of value into that multi, but we've got four there. So at Melton, race one, number six, Le Captain. Uh, race four, number two, Majority Celebrity. Race seven, uh, sorry, race eight, number three, Heavenly Sign. And at Menangle, race seven, number two, Rock and Roll Runner. Okay, Steve, add us uh, another leg to that yeah, I, I like Andermatt in uh, around me to bounce back, dropping back in trip. Right jockey as well, Jason Collett. Race seven, number three, Andermatt. Chris, 210. Seven, seven, three, Andermatt, 210. So we'll take that on board. Hey, Jared, uh, confirmation coming through uh, throughout the week that the uh, final two invites have been confirmed for the Rising Sun. So Rip was uh, invited. He's a dual Group 1 winner this season for Bernie Hewitt. And Leap to Fame got his official invitation on Wednesday night. Just looking ahead to the futures market for the uh, Rising Sun, that Group 1 feature, has there been any really change uh, to the market since those announcements came through? Oh, look, not really. Um, Rip is there at $7. The favourite is Leap to Fame at $4. We did give $6 at one stage. Behind it, Beyond the Light, which you spoke about earlier, at 5 uh, better Eclipse at six, Ladies in Red at seven, so it's on the same line as Rip, and then $11 or better for the rest. So field definitely taking shape. Uh, not a lot of interest at the moment, but, uh, you know, there's still, what is it, five or six weeks to go, so it'll start yeah. to fire up now. Yep, absolutely. Really appreciate the time this morning, Jared. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll touch base next week. Thanks, guys. There's Jared Daffy from Tab, and you can check out those markets right now by going to the website tab.com.au. Kate Bunt from Albion Park, uh, Communications and Membership Manager, is now online with us. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you going? You're, I'm really well. Good to hear that you're up and about. You are a, a little bit sick last week, but you still tipped a stack of winners, I think, eight from nine at that meeting last Saturday night? Yeah, I was struck down with the flu, but, um, yeah, still got that form there, so that was good. Okay, we've got a cracking card tomorrow night. 11 races. It's the final meeting of the month, so that means... It's members' bonus race night tomorrow night. Yeah, certainly a big night at the track. Um, we've got $5,500 in bonuses on offer to members, and um, that covers all the mares, the trotters, the um, open-class horses as well. So I'm pretty excited for that. We've also got live music off the track. So um, going to be lots of action on and off the track. Yeah, plenty to look forward to. And you can tell the carnival's just around the corner when you look at this card tomorrow night. 11 races. Where is your best bet? Uh, my best bet is race six, number three, Call Me Keith. He had no clear run last start and definitely had something to offer. It's going to be an easier field for him here. So he's my best of the night. Okay. Do we find more on the socials tomorrow morning? We certainly can. Um, the Creek Albion on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, very excited to see the return of Jillaby Kung Fu um, having his first start back, his Group 1 winner, and um, nice to see him having that at the creek. So we look forward to seeing him back to the track. I'm not surprised you mentioned him because I thought he might be a bit of a, a sentimental favourite for you because it was your dad's horse that beat him in the Miracle Mile when they went the fastest time that we've ever seen, 46.9 a few years ago. Yeah, he had a massive carnival, Jillaby Kung Fu, that, um, that carnival, so... Yes, I, I can definitely, um, obviously it's nice to have picked up that win, but he, yeah, he's always um, a favourite to, to see on the track. So looking forward to seeing him back and um, back into it. Okay. And just quickly before I let you go, 
Am I right in saying that your mum and dad were in the ownership of a winner yesterday in the deep south of New Zealand, a horse that looks like it's got its fair share of ability? Yes, yep. He's a four-year-old. We um, purchased him and he's with Nathan Williamson at the moment. So he's just um, had his first start uh, yesterday for us. And, um, yeah, he's our group of owners. So we're very excited to see how he's going to go. But um, it might be more of a long-term project. So we might see him in New Zealand for a little bit longer and then go from there. Okay, well, congratulations. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. See you then. Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. Back to Chris Barsby. Thanks, Steve. The, uh, the Winter Carnival fast approaching. You can tell now. You look at these fields for Albion Park on Saturday night. We've got that real interstate flavour about it. And we've got good cards coming through from both Menangle and Melton, as we've just learned from uh, with Jared Daffy. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday morning. He's online with us now. Ryan, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm really well. You can tell the, the carnival is approaching because uh, it's, a, it's a great night of racing here coming up tomorrow night. Yes, we have an excellent card at Albion Park and there's lots of depth, that's for sure. Do you think they could have found an easier race for Jullaby Kung Fu first up? Uh, yeah, that looks um, a suitable first up assignment, let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, even despite the, uh, the wide draw there. What is your best bet this weekend? Chris, my best comes up in race 10 at Albion Park on Saturday night. It's a Mayor's Quali event. Uh, there's a really strong class runner of the field here by the name of Jendon Strike for Chris Fisby. Phoebe Betts is taking the drive. Uh, she's a well-performed mare. She's a 107 rater. The majority of the rest of the field are in the 50s and the 60s. She's returning from a spell. She had an excellent trial on the 17th. She bolted in running 55. I think she'll be very short, but I think she'll be winning. Okay, so race 10, number two, Gendon Strike. We'll fill our pockets there. Uh, is there anything else across the weekend that uh, takes your fancy? Yeah, Chris, I found one at Menangle on Saturday night. Race two, number four, it's a Montana Jet. This is a former Tasmanian pacer. It's currently at $2.30 with Tab, which I think is a, a tad skinny, so wait to jump time before having a bet. It does have a sit sprint racing pattern. It was first up last week for the Pete Russo camp and it had absolutely no joy in running within the Kalina KJ race. I think definitely wait closer to jump time to back it. Jack Callahan goes on this week and with a little bit of luck, I think it can certainly go close. Okay, so race two, number four, it's Montana Jet, 2.30 currently with Tab. And is there a value play for the weekend? Can you really fill our pockets? What have you come up with at some sort of odds this weekend? Chris, one that I've found that is definitely suits the running there is at Melton, race number one, number 10, Kiss Me Elvis. This is a heat and final series. That's worth 30K on Saturday night. Chris Alford takes the drive. This horse ran third in behind, uh, drained the swamp last week, come from last, hit the line really well. Without a doubt, though, the key to his winning chances is drain the swamp and La Captain going head-to-head -head that first three to 400 metres and really, really burning the arm. If that's the case, and if Puppet can sit one out, two back, which will be a few lengths closer than last week, I think he can be right in the finish. OK, so we'll take the tip with Kiss Me Elvis. Race one number nine, currently seven fifty, $1.90 the place with Tab. So certainly some value there in that opening race from Melton tomorrow night. Ryan, really appreciate the time and thoughts across the weekend. Enjoy it. Hopefully you're on the right side of the ledger and we'll touch base again next week. Fingers crossed. Good luck.
Darren Clayton's with us, Chris. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. It's a cracking race card tomorrow night at Albion Park, isn't it? Absolutely. 11 races, 5.15. The carnival's just about here. When you start looking at some of these stables that are represented tomorrow night, including the McCarthy Barn, we've got a good representation from Bernie Hewitt. Of course, we're going to see Rip contest the Rising Sun, but he's obviously chasing a few of our features like the Flashing Red next week, the Redcliffe Cup. Where do we start? Where, where, where's the first race you want to talk about tomorrow night? Oh, well, we might as well start with the, the biggest field, Chris. I think that that discretionary handicap open open event there. It's uh, it's pretty hard to to nut a, nut down, but uh, there's a full field. There was a full field of fourteen. We lost Kanina Problema. Um, that brings it back to uh, thirteen runners, but it's it's a big thirteen and uh, Colt thirty one. I, I think I'm giving him a really good chance here. He was his first up run at Redcliffe was good. He was able to just sit back and then just finish too strongly. He just showed his class there. Back to, to a Queensland victory, which we haven't seen him uh, prevail in up here for some time. And then last time out, it was a big run behind Turn It Up. He blew the start, but he chased really hard. And it was a it was a good effort. Um, I really like his chances here. Only little bit of a concern I do have is the inside lane of the 10-metre tape, and it's a full front line. Um, the one... A little bit questionable. The two and the three, um, both having their first standing start appearances in race conditions. They both only just qualified uh, last week at Bathurst. And I've gone back and had a look at that, um, that their qualification from the standing start. Uh, I'd be very concerned backing them as, all, as the favourite, uh, both of those runners. Very good mobile horses, but their standing start... They were extremely slowly away away in their qualifying trial. So definitely uh, take them on trust that uh, they step away. And that provides a little bit of traffic for Colt 31. But if Grant Dixon can just thread the needle early, um, even look at just darting up the, the inside uh, somewhere there to, to get into action, I really like his chances. Max Shard's the other one I like. Uh, got Luke McCarthy on good standing start form. Um 20 metres, a little bit of an impost, but I, I really think he um, is the main danger. Like I said, the Mustang make my Memphis. Not um, not really worry about them at the price. Uh, the other one, their aphorism, hearing that Jared's mentioning there's some money come for that horse, I'm just a little bit uh, concerned with him copping 10 metres in this field when he hasn't beaten free-for-all company and, he, and he's having to step off 10 metres with some of those proven free-for-all stars. Yeah, it's promising to be a very good race, that. I tell you what, when you look ahead to next week, and then even with the Redcliffe Cup, and when you consider what's not competing tomorrow night and what's being touted to come up and contest some of these races, there's going to be some disappointed connections next week and beyond. Oh, definitely. Like, there is some, some really high-quality horse, horses missing out. We only got to look. There's a mobile event there on today at Albion Park um, where um, some of those... step stepping out will the wizard uh crunch time both going around in that race so um and like you said with other interstate rivals coming up it certainly shapes for a very deep carnival yeah absolutely a couple of other uh, races that i want to get your thoughts on the two-year-old race the three-year-old race we'll start with race seven in many ways i think this is a mini derby field uh, competing tomorrow night it's race seven over the mile 18 start time early scratching 
Number seven, got to go milking. Mr. Ibiza, first up from New Zealand, part of the McCarthys. Then we've got, we always have faith, Danger Zone, Speak the Truth, who backs up after winning the Breeders' Classic last week. Tim's a troop as a last start, Group 2 winner. Soho Rhapsody, three runs ago, was a Group 1 winner. And Teddy Disco, who's a proven Group 1 winner. This is a great lineup. Uh, it certainly is. And over the mile, too, um, after last week's 2100 for the Queensland Breeders, Breeders Classic. So um, we get those extra horses coming into the field. Mr. Ibiza, obviously, he's the, he's the big um, flashing lights with question marks there around him. We haven't seen him in Australia, and he lands gate one. Um, he's certainly in the right stable to, to put forward his case really prominently straight up uh, here in Queensland. Um, I've got Speak the Truth on top. I just think he's five from five now this season. He did it easy once he found the front last week, was never really in danger. Um, but that's with no confidence. Danger Zone, I thought, was a huge run. Um, particularly his last 200 metres, he really let down nicely. Teddy Disco is an interesting runner. Um, he was really good first up and then second up in that race last week. He was just forced to, to sit parked, which probably doesn't suit his style. But he turned up at the trials on Wednesday at Redcliffe, Chris, which obviously you would have seen because he called that trial. And that was a really slick hit out there for Teddy Disco on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was. Uh, he had to do it the hard way as well. He got uh, parked out in that trial, and uh, the time was good. A tick over 55. Uh, we know the track record's 53-1 there, but uh, it was sharp work, and uh, I'm led to believe they just wanted to give him a, uh, a decent bit of work uh, on, a, on a bigger track. Obviously, the track at home for Sean and Michelle Grimsey is, is not as big as Redcliffe, so they just wanted to give him a, a solid piece of work, and looks like they got it. Yeah, certainly. He's run home his last quarter in 27 and change, and like you said, 55. So it's a great field. Soho Rhapsody, obviously the other one that comes into the mix too, Ricky Alchin, like you mentioned, three starts back. She won the Bathurst Gold Bracelet, defeated a pretty handy filly there in Just Hope. So, um, you know, she draws badly, but um, she's certainly a quality filly in her own right. I'm really looking forward to this race, and... Um, and we'd speak the truth, but, uh, yeah, not a great deal of confidence because it is such an open uh, and high-quality event. Yeah. What about the two-year-old, the last race? Race 11, early scratching five. Hold on to your bling. We've got Mullen Axel, who won the Breeders' Classic last week, backing up. How do you see this race unfolding? Yeah, well, I was really keen on hold on to your bling, so it's a bit disappointing that it's come out. And I've only just noticed that, as you mentioned it, that it's out. So, um I guess with that in mind, I probably lean into Regazzo de Tilly now. Um, I think where it where it positions is probably just going to be a little bit more beneficial. Um, Foxy Five gets the opportunity to, to press forward here. Um, Mullum Axel tucked in behind. So he's got the second line options, I guess, as the only runner off that second row. Uh, he was really good last week, leading throughout after. Uh, Regazzo Dottili was able to, to defeat him at Redcliffe just three days prior. So I think I'll, I'll go into Regazzo Dottili now for scratching of hold on to your bling. Miss Frufer is another one who's been to the trials, trialled um, reasonably impressively. Um, but yeah, Regazzo Dottili now. It's also a bit of a watch on Whisperer's Secret. I thought its two runs today have been good, but um, it's dealt a rough draw out there in gate seven. Yeah, I'd give it a good chance in that race. I thought his last start effort was good and 
The one that had the flashing light on him last time out was Hagi Chekinu, who starts from gate two. So that promises to be a really good race. Another highlight tomorrow night, one of many, is the trot race nine. Mobile start conditions over the mile. I'll ask the obvious question. 55-1 is the track record. Greg the Great for the Trotters. This is a good quality lineup. Is there a chance they'll get close? I think there is, especially if um, Van Sank can touch down in front first and then What's Up Majestic sort of comes around to, to have a good look and what that produces early. So um, it, it's certainly an opportunity to, to go by the wayside there over the mile. And then you've got Sir Fahrenheit second up, so he'll be fitter... Um, off the back row, and I guess that'd be a story in itself. He's having his hundredth start tomorrow night, Sir Fahrenheit. Quite often, you see horses at milestone starts are able to produce. Um, but I've got what's up, Majestic on top. I just think he's been beaten an odds-on favourite his past three, which is a bit of a concern. That was off the back of a, a, a huge victory in the Trotters Marathon, uh, where he really dominated that field. He's made errors in those three starts since. Ricky Alchin goes back up for tomorrow night's run. He knows this horse so well because he trains it. He's up now with some of his team. I think uh, just from where he's been, he's had a little bit of an interrupted campaign. We spoke to Ricky last week. He was saying that he just missed a few days' work with all the wet weather. I think uh, there tomorrow night, he can force the issue. Van Sank's got great early speed. He might be the early leader, but I think if What's Up Majestic forces the issue, he might just be able to roll on by, and then that might just be enough to take this race. And that's the way I'm working it, and I think he can win this race. Van Sanks at the obvious danger, like I said, great gate speed uh, trotter. He's won his last four in a row. The Shannon Price team absolutely flying at the moment. They've got Van Sank, he's won four in a row. They've got, speak the truth, he's won five in a row, and they've got some moment somewhere who's won six in a row. So... She's doing a great job with her team at present, um, and he's yeah. the main danger. Garland Green, the other one, he was off the charts there last week. Yeah, very good, very good. So that promises to be a really good race to trot. Uh, Kate's given us Call Me Keith as her best bet, race six, number three. Ryan's given us race 10, number two, Gender and Strike. Where do we find the Darren Clayton special? Well, I'm actually going against Kate here uh, in race number six. And I thought Cashed Up gets his opportunity to, to uh, get us the cash this time in. He's had uh, four starts back from a spell now. Runner-up in three of those. Chased home Adam Crocker in two of those. Last time out, just didn't really work out for him. Does get the wider gate, but I think this is a, a really big drop-back in grade for him. Um, from where he gets to in gate six is a little bit of a concern, but I think... Uh, Harps might just make it a little bit tough for Call Me Keith early on. And uh, I thought Cashed Up was a really good bet. So race six, number six for me. And hopefully that's what we are come about 7.42 tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. OK, well, let's go into the quaddy now. Races five, six, seven and eight. Throw some numbers at us here. Uh, you're able to miss that big stand start, so I'm pretty sure you'd be happy about that. But races five, six, seven and eight for the quaddy. Yeah, interesting one in race five. Um, purely off the map because we've got Street Kid in the race off gate five. Street Kid goes around today uh, in that same race as Will the Wizard and Crunch Time from gate one. So um, this race probably a little bit of a, a concern, just Street Kid, not normally a horse that you would expect to back up either. So um, we'll throw him in for now, but we can take him out tomorrow uh, if he were in that race. And obviously Jillaby Kung Fu. He's first up since January 2020. He's got 30 foals on the ground since that time. But uh, the now eight-year-old 
he seems to slot into this race perfectly. Not asked for much in his trials, but uh, he's the obvious one. So we'll go five and seven, but very likely it'll be seven only. In that second leg, uh, we'll throw in number three, Call Me Keith. If he does happen to get to the front, it'll certainly make it harder for Cashed Up, but I still think Cashed Up uh, is a good chance either way. So um, we'll go numbers three and six in that second leg. In the third leg, which is race seven, this is this three-year-old race, and, and like we've mentioned, it's wide open. So I think we, we play it widely. We put in number one, Mr. Ibiza. We don't really know a great deal about him just yet, but gate one over the mile, he gets every opportunity and the options and gets the, the, the best driver probably ever to, to grace Albion Park in Luke McCarthy. Um, Danger zone, throw him in. I think he'll be right in the mix. Number four, speak the truth. And Teddy Disco, so he gets all the second-line options. He can either trail through on Mr. Ibiza if he's leading or he can pop off early. And in the last race, uh, I'll be quite happy to, to play it skinny again with number one, Mr. Mina. Again, Luke McCarthy, given the drive here, this man should really appreciate getting back to her own sex. She took on all comers last week, and it took Bombardier Juju on every, every inch of the home stretch to get her. He got her right on the line, but Mr. Mina, she was brave in defeat, and she's the leader again here, you would expect, from gate one. So playing it nice and skinny there in that quaddy. So five and seven first leg, three and six, one, three, four, eight, and then one only there in that final leg. That's the thoughts of Darren for the quaddy at Albion Park tomorrow night. Each and every week, you deliver the uh, Darren Clayton dashboard on the Racing Queensland website. Is that up and about? Yeah, that's up there, and we've got the, the best bet mentioned there, cashed up. I'm also keen on race two, number 10, Hemsworth. I think we've seen, um, might have just been a little bit of a shift with him in that his best work really does is when he's off the speed, and he'll get that opportunity tomorrow night. Um, Pelosi, I thought, her, her sectionally, she's been really strong, and I thought she gets an opportunity in race one tomorrow night. Driver to follow, he's back in Queensland with his team, Luke McCarthy. Uh, like I just said, there's probably no better driver of Albion Park than Luke McCarthy. Obviously, we don't uh, see him much now that he's based in Sydney, but that doesn't stop him racking up the winners when he gets back to the creek. Uh, we've got the quaddies, early quaddies. That's all there, and that's up now. Okay, so you can find that on the Racing Queensland website. I think when you go back through the uh, the, the history pages, when the McCarthy Stable normally comes up for that Winter Carnival, they, they like to fire early. So for those that are sort of perusing the form, uh, I think you can bet with confidence with, uh, with that stable because uh, we've seen it uh, many, many times previously where they strike early. Yeah, definitely strike early. And the other thing... They strike in the uh, in the midweeks where you know they're setting a horse or something and it'll bob up in the midweeks and it'll win. We see um, there on Tuesday. There's a few more stepping out. Cover girls, another one, another Kiwi first starter. So um, you certainly follow him. Yep, yep. So um, you know they're there and and Jillaby Kung Fu tomorrow night. So that's a that's a real X factor. He gets into that race nicely. Um, doesn't get any favours from gate seven, but uh, you'd expect him to be hard to beat if he's anywhere near. Anywhere near his best, he should just win that for fun, you would expect. Well, it's a cracking night, no doubt about it, and that just shows what's to come over the next couple of weeks because it's going to be super racing here in the southeast of the state. Darren, as always, appreciate your time. Best of luck tomorrow night. We'll touch base again next week. Yeah, looking forward to today and tomorrow night, Chris. Good calling.